Hello all sentient beings and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast where we talk all news, toys, and comic books related to the Transformers. On this episode of Transmissions, we are joined by Rick Alvarez as we discuss his new book, The Unofficial Guide to Vintage Transformers, 1980s through 1990s. So brace yourselves, everyone. We're about to start Transmissions. Our guest tonight is no stranger to Transmissions, but uh, hasn't been here since uh, episode 81, which was from December 9th, 2014. So please help me welcome Mr. Rick Alvarez to the show. Hi. Hey. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Well, for thanks for having me here. It's uh, it is quite uh, disconcerting to be on a show without actually looking at anyone. I'm not used to this format anymore. <laughs> like I'm used to like seeing a camera and seeing people fidget with their toys while they're talking to me. We we can only handle about fifteen or twenty minutes of each other face to face, so that we limit that to just one section of the show. I can click some ratchet joints if it make you feel more comfortable. Fat. Yes. If if there's people who are listening that will complain about that, then I'll feel, feel more at ease. <laughs> Good. Charles will complain nonstop about that. So the last time we had you on, we were talking about uh, Play With This 2. That, uh, that was the thing going on at the time. And uh, we had reported on that on after it that the Kickstarter that you had going uh, with that had, had failed. It's uh, not trombone. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you care to give us a... It's okay. I can, I can laugh at that. I can laugh at it. Uh, so... What happened there, and, and care to give us an update of what's what's happening with it? It was a great learning experience. I, uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. I'm not quite sure why there were some people that were just so adamant that it that I was involved, that I, or that other people were involved who used to be at Hasbro. Okay. Um, but we had a lot of fun doing it. It was a great learning experience, and it has led to a lot of good things for me. I find that uh, my talent is not to actually do a Kickstarter, but to help other people run their Kickstarter. Oh. So uh, since then, I've been fortunate enough to work with a few other people, uh, helping them set up their Kickstarter, running their campaign, writing their messages to their uh, backers, uh, but also putting them in touch with factories in China, helping them with designs, giving them some input on, on what they're trying to create. And that's kind of the niche that I've, I've found for myself. Cool. That's cool. It's like you're a PR guy. Yeah, I'm kind of like a all around, you know, help you manage what it is that you want to make mm-hmm. without having the actual investment of yourself, mm-hmm. like in your money. Yeah, there's still an emotional investment. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, the good thing is I don't have to put any of my money up, or, yeah. or should I say, my wife's money. <laughs> so, is the idea of uh, play with this too, and the products that you were looking at doing, is that done? Is it is it just the idea is dead? Well, I think that idea is put to bed, um, but I've been playing around with taking something else from that and just completely making it its own thing, its own IP, not derived from anything else in the world that was inspired by by some of the things from Play With This too. So we'll see where that goes. It's not my priority right now. Okay. I'm having a lot of, air quotes, fun being a dad, you okay. know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking care of my two kids. What's your face and the other one? And, um, you know, writing, I'm helping other people out and just working on my house. I, I live now in the woods of Massachusetts. I, I live on the forest moon of Ender. That's how far away I live from people now. So I've been working for the last year in my basement. I'm figuratively, literally, 
painfully transforming my basement into the interior of the ark. So I have a, uh, I have, I'm very fortunate that I have a, a large basement. It's 2,200 square feet. We have 11 foot tall ceilings. So there's like stalactites hanging down. There's stalagmites coming up out of the ground. All the cases uh-huh. are going to be uh, encased in faux stone. Um, so you put up chicken wire and then plaster and you make all this um, stone facade in front of everything. And then, you know, there's a large part of the walls that are orange. And I spent a lot of time just trying to find the right color paint that gave you that G1 arc vibe. It's called roasted butternut squash in an eggshell color. Mm. That is the right type of paint. That wow. is the G1 paint. All right. It's good to know for everybody else who wanted to do that. That's great. Now, you spent a lot of time working for Hasbro, and the, at the last time we spoke, you were consulting for them as well. Are you still? Was I consulting for them? I don't, um, I don't know. My notes, last time we... <laughs> my notes said you were. You might have told us you were. Uh, back almost uh, two, three years ago now. So Three years ago now. No, I wasn't consulting for Hasbro. No, no, I have, I have no communication with Hasbro. Basically... Everybody that was on the Transformers team, except for one person, is no longer there. Okay. Um, I think the only person that's still there is Lenny Panzika, and I think he's only there part-time. There's uh, Everybody else uh, has moved on to either different companies, uh, and then the other person that's still there, Bill Raleigh, I think he's on Star Wars now, but every everybody else is new. That, okay. that generation that I was a part of uh, has left the building. So I don't, huh. I don't really catch up with anyone out in Hasbro land anymore. Okay. Well, one thing that uh, we do all share uh, is the uh, experience that we've been put through with the Michael Bay movies. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen them. Yes. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I got hired right as part two was in production and I left right as uh part four headed into filming. Okay. Did so, you see part five? I saw it once, <laughs> and okay. I think that's all I needed to see. All yeah, right, probably too much. Yeah, yeah. I, it was the movie that never ended, and then when it ended, that's where it ended. That's <laughs> that's how it ends, huh? So yeah, I, I was v- very fortunate that I got to work on uh, two, three, four, and some ideas that we worked on for part four ended up in part five. Uh, but still, my favorite movie is the one that I didn't work on, The Good One, Part 1. Part 1. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2007. Cool. Um, do you have any hope for for the live-action th- uh, franchise? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Assuming Michael Bay does not come back? Listen, y- you can say what you want about his directing style. Uh, he is a terribly nice person, despite everything you might have heard contrary. He was always quite nice to me, uh, so I can't say anything bad about him. He probably doesn't know who the hell I am or what my name is. Um, but I, I think uh, there's hope for the Bumblebee movie. I'm excited for it because the guy who, who's directing that directed a great film called Kubo and the Two Strings. I think yeah. that was the name of it. What an impressive film. What, what a, you could just tell that there was a lot of love and passion put into that film. And I'm hoping that he takes that to his uh, live-action directorial debut. So I, I think for Bumblebee, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. But as far as continuing after Part 5, I, I think that, I hope, I hope that's that's Reboot Country. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're we're hopeful for Bumblebee too. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I've also seen that movie Kubo and the Two Strings. I took my kids to see it, and they really enjoyed it. So uh, that that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah. Now you're here promoting um, your new book, and uh, this isn't the first time you've written a book. Is it? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> it is not. Uh, well, that's that's kind of how I got my start into the world of of toys. Um, back. In the 90s, uh, this is probably going back before you guys were born. Oh, back, yeah, way back. back. <laughs> yeah, back in 1994, I, I got a job uh, on the weekends uh, at a collectible toy store called Play With This. And it still exists. So I got a job at, at a toy store called Play With This. And there was a guy there who had written a couple books. He would come in, borrow a few things from the store owner, uh, and then he would go off and write a book. Well, he wrote a book on 80s toys in general, A Decade of Fun, and I lent him some Transformers. And the book did horribly. It was a complete failure. Nobody bought it. But the Transformers section got a lot of attention for some reason. So they had approached me, and by 1998, I was contracted to write my first book. I was still in high school. Like This is like when eBay was still brand new, and like the only mm-hmm. website out there was like BWTF.com. Uh, so this was like still the, the age of innocence, the end of that age. And that first book came out. So it was quite some time ago and it was a learning experience. I mean, no one had even asked me if I spoke English at the time and English wasn't even my first language at the time. And, but it, it did well. It did well enough that, uh, two years later they said, Hey, you you got any other Transformers you want to write about? And I'm like, Hey, you know, Japanese, European stuff. South American stuff, okay. And then that did well enough that they approached me and said, hey, is there any other Transformer stuff you want to do? Oh, I don't know, Beast Wars? Yeah, okay, let's do that. And then that led to another book, um, which was, um, I don't even know the name of that book. Merchandise, licensed goods, I don't know what the hell it was. It was all the lunchboxes and uh, mm-hmm. pencil stamps and sleeping bags and all that other stuff. This is how long ago that was for me. Like, gosh. That was like 2004, 2005. And I thought, all right, that's the end. I'm done. I'm done with those books. The books got the attention of Old Man Archer at Hasbro. One day they had an event. It was, oh, they were debuting Power Links Armada at Hasbro in Rhode Island in the cafeteria. And they invited all the websites up and say, don't post pictures of prototypes. Don't post pictures of prototypes. Uh, and I'm looking at, I'm like, why did I get an invitation? I don't have a website. So I'm, I'm looking at the toys and this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, you're the guy that wrote that book? I'm like, yeah, hey. And I just kind of like walk away. <laughs> and somebody, <laughs> the guy I was with, he's like, hey, that's, that's Darren Archer. I'm like, okay, I don't know who that is. So uh, that, that was how Aaron and I ended up meeting. And uh, we are fast friends to this day. I actually married him to his wife. That's awesome. And... Uh, we have uh, we have been close ever since. So okay, so that that you know the books led to me meeting Aaron. Uh, that next year, Brian Savage took over the club, and Aaron's like, "Hey, you should go work with this guy and help him." I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right, I'll do that." Are well, they going to send me free toys? Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, that led to uh, working with uh, the Botcon and Collectors Club for five six years, and. Uh, that was kind of my audition to, uh, in part, to go work at the Big H. Nice. And I no. thought, I'll never write another book. I'll never do it again. 
And uh, I got out uh, last year. My publisher called me. I hadn't spoken to them in years. I'm like, just send me my checks every six months. Leave me alone. They kept asking me, hey, do you want to do a book? Do you want another book? Do you want to do another book? I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do a book. So they came to me. They says to me, they says to me, they says, uh, hey, uh, hey, Rick, we're going to do a, a third edition of your first book with or without you. I'm like, shit. Well, I don't like the sound of that. If I agree to do a book, can we just make it a whole new book and just not release that first book again and just do a whole new book, completely re-research it, new picks as much as we can, incorporate as much new stuff as we can? Like, yes. And so that's what led us to this uh, new book, The Unofficial Guide to Ventures Transformers, 1980s through 1990s. Available now. Awesome. Now, you graciously sent me a copy of this latest book to review. I, I sent you nothing. Yes, you did. You you did. You, you worked very hard to get me this book, and I very much appreciate that it. That is true, but um, yeah, I'm glad my publishers finally came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm sorry it's so long. Post more than anything. <laughs> through having sent stuff to Daryl myself, Canadian Post is a pain. It's you know what? Is, I'm, no. I'm dealing with that right now, and I'm not even in Canada, and I'm dealing with Canadian Post issues. So, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you got the book. Um, what, what do you think about the book? What, what, are, well, your, what are your thoughts, I, complaints, I I have, uh, love, I have desires? Some, I have some things about for it uh, for you. Now, right off the top, I want to tell you it's impressively thorough. I, I could not imagine how, how much stuff you got packed into that book uh, in, the, in the, this relatively short page count that you have. So I was very impressed with that. Um, now... Um, well, it's, well, I don't decide the page count, but it ended up, uh, 240 pages. That's yeah. But you, you go from, from the beginning of G1 to the, to the end of machine wars, which is an insane time span to cover, which I, I applaud you for that. That is really, that is great. You cover some really great, uh, figures in that time span. Now I do have some critiques for you. So if I can, all right. So. As I understand it, the pictures that you have came from many different sources. Uh, yes, uh, so the pictures, a lot of pictures came from my friends uh, or my friends' friends uh, or from my collection. Right. Now, this is what I consider to be both the, one of the book's greatest strengths, but it's probably its biggest weakness as well. There doesn't seem to be a consistency to the, to the pictures. Um, their, their lighting is different on, on many of the different pictures. And that they do seem to be just kind of randomly thrown about the page. Now that basically is the only major critique, though I have for it. the pictures are kind of jumbled around, and 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 the lighting and 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 that kind of thing, and, and sizing is all over the place. Well, let me address. Uh, let me let's let's ta- tackle that at that point. Okay, if sure. I may. Um, yes, the the pictures were taken by different people. Uh, I had a great photographer who did most of the stuff, um, Duran Land, uh, Yellow Wolf Photography. He uh, borrowed a big chunk of Orson Christensen's uh, collection, and uh, they photographed their stuff. Prey, if people don't know Orson. Yes, Orson, wonderful human being. Terribly unattractive. Just, oh my god, don't. (laughs) It's like the Medusa effect. Uh, But anyway, he's, he's a wonderful. So they shot some pictures. I shot some pictures. Some pictures were reused from other books I had previously done. Okay. So that's how the lighting issue comes into it. And then the size. Yeah, I actually, 
I I'll agree with you with the size because that's something I fight about with my publishers all the time. Is that like why is this picture big versus this one? Like, are you not looking at the captions to help you determine how you should size these? And by the time I get the layout, they're like, well, we can only adjust so much. I'm like, well, you know, it's never going to be a hundred percent what you want unless you do it yourself. Right. And that's you know, if I want to get a book published, there's always a little give. So that's that's my give. Unfortunately, I don't get to determine the layout, which I wish I could, but I mm-hmm. I don't, and that's it. It irks me as well that some of these pictures that, like are said, oddly sized. That is the the only real critique I have for you, and but I have many pros. Um, like I said before, the book covers figures all the way to Machine Wars, which is insane to to think about when you when you when you see the size of this book and the price tag. It's it's you know it's 30 bucks um and it's it covers an incredible amount of of stuff and actually jeremy you just found it on uh or charles you found it on amazon um i did you did okay so um what's it on amazon right now 2324 with prime shipping there you go it's not even 30 bucks so um yeah i think amazon usually keeps it around the 25 dollar mark yeah it's listed 29 but you know amazon likes to mark stuff down you also you also show variant figures and exclusives, which is super cool. And and a lot of the, a lot of people, a lot of collectors, they want to know what the variants are available for a certain figure. Are there exclusives? Because there were exclusives back in the eighties, and and you know some of them are really hard to find. I know that being um being here in in my home uh, city, there's a, a Pepsi distribution factory here, and Pepsi primes are all over the place here. Um, you just got to talk to some people that work for Pepsi. So, you know, they, they come around and, and, you know, when they do, holy crap, you, you, you can get a, a good one for a good price, especially if you talk to an old Pepsi worker. Um, and that's the conv- Canadian variant too, right? So, you know, a variant of an exclusive, which is, it's, it's pretty awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm looking for one for my personal collection. So you, set you, me up. You and me both. Um, and at the very back of the book, you have an, a huge number of stuff that's non-toy merch, which we all had growing up. There's an incredible amount of that stuff. Yoshi, just who's not here tonight, did a uh, did a whole new declassified on just that topic. And it, there's so so much cool non-toy uh, uh, Transformers merch that uh, you you highlight a lot of it throughout the book too. Um, like the uh, the sound wave that was the Walkman, you know, that's that's awesome. That's c- cool and crazy stuff that, you know, nobody really c- seems to remember. But, you know, if they see it, they're like, oh, yeah, shit, there it is. Well, every everyone it, seems to remember it. They just don't remember exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, what do they call that in the X-Files? The Mangala effect? Yeah. Um, you know, the very last page of the book, it wasn't supposed to be this. Um, after the book was done, I fought and fought and fought with them because I had come across a few things and uh, it's not the best picture because I didn't take this picture. Definitely wasn't taken professionally, but it, it's, you know, it's good enough for, for being published. The transformer cereal boxes in there, which I love. Yeah. Um, and then the power cycle, which was yes. something I've been after for so long. Can I tell you a quick story about that power cycle? Please do. All right. So the power cycle, this is back like, I don't know, man, seven years ago, some guy was selling his collection in Jabumblefuck, East Pennsylvania, 
So, like, my buddy flies in from California. We pick up my other friend in Philly, and we drive out there. And this is, like, the middle of nowhere. And this guy's selling a beautiful, wonderful Transformers collection at, at this auction house. And the first item up for grabs that day is the power cycle seen in the back of the book. And I'm like, you know what? Nobody's going to collect this. Nobody buys this crap to me. Nobody, no one's heard about this auction, right? We get there. Place is packed full of heavy hitters. Really? So it's the first auction of the day, and I'm nervous, and I sit right in the front row, and it starts at 50 bucks, and within two minutes, we're at $750, and I look over, and there's a guy in the front row looking back at me, and he's like, are you Rick Alvarez? Yeah. Your books inspired me to collect. I'm like, damn it. He's like, you better let me have this. So at the $950 mark, I lean over to him again. He's like. Yeah, I already got one. I just want it for the box. Bastard. Oh, man. So he takes it. He wins the auction. And I do the Rick thing, and I pretend to be his friend for the next seven years. And I say, <laughs> hey, man, if you're ever going to sell this, kindly give me a call. You know, He's like, yeah, absolutely. So sure enough, last year, he's like, Rick, I'm out. I haven't spoken to this guy in like three, four years. He's like, I'm out. I'm getting out. I told you I'd sell it. I'm to offer it to you first. You can have it for what I paid for it at the auction. Great. So I drove out to meet him, and I uh, I was so like upset that I didn't get that power wheel. I'd been looking for one ever since. And that very same power wheel, I don't know if it was karma or all the forces of the acting on my behalf, that I was able to get that power wheel. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is absolutely beautiful. It's my favorite thing. Now, last week... I found out there's a variant on it. <laughs> and now I'm pissed. And that one sold for 800 bucks. Oh. But it gives me something else to hunt for. That's cool. That's so cool. That's it's it's nice to have that stuff in the back of the book cuz yeah, you, there's there's no way you could have had it all in there. There was just too much stuff. But you have a really nice selection of of the stuff that was available and uh and it's really cool to kind of browse through it and see what um so let me ask you, was there anything in the book that surprised you that like, oh, I didn't know about that? Lots. There's lots. Like, I mean, I I knew about a lot of the, the variants, right? Because a lot of the different countries had their own variants and stuff like that. But, um, but I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I'm just flipping through it right now. The, uh, the one that uh, the, the, the Red Toad Optimus I'm looking at right now, I had no idea that that existed. The... Uh, See if I can flip through a little bit more, and is this? You know, that's that's a rare Optimus. Damn right it is. But there's there's an even harder to get Optimus, and a lot of people don't believe me when I say it, but it's true. There is a plastic wheeled Optimus Prime, really, which also came from France. It is the Ultra Magnus plastic wheel uh, Ultra Magnus cab. Oh yeah, reissued in the Optimus Prime colors, and that's one of the pictures that just didn't make the book. Oh. And I don't have like. You know, it irks me. Like, that's such a beautiful piece, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get it in there. That that would drive Yoshi nuts, Yeah, knowing there's a G1 Prime that doesn't have rubber tires. <laughs> there, is a, there is a great bootleg of it out there. But, yeah, there is a, a Tony Prado of Tempting Toys. He actually has it sealed in the box. Wow. Oh. He got it for $45. That's insane. Some people are just lucky with the deals. Yeah. I, I just, I, I mean, I love looking through this stuff and I love seeing all of the, uh, the rear, the weird variants, um, you know, being in Canada, 
you we we got a lot of the same stuff that the u.s got but a lot of it had canadian boxes because you had to have french on it right um so we growing up you never thought you know twice about keeping the boxes but it turns out that because we were such a different market in the u.s that there are boxes were different and that seemed to be a, a, a big thing f- for collectors nobody nobody knew at the time it was it's cool and and then you know, you have uh, a lot of those different colors of the mini bots and stuff like that. That's all really cool. And there's so many different variants, which is uh, which is neat. Oh, how crazy is that? All the uh, South American mini bots. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. how many different ones there are. And there's so many those... more. So many more that didn't even make the book. Yeah. We could have wife... done a whole chapter just on the mini, on the mini bots from South America. Yeah. yeah. When my wife and I were just dating, she found one a, a show for like 25 bucks and picked it up she's like i thought you would like this transformer thing i'm like i've never seen that before in my life <laughs> yeah they're cool i just i love the variants and and i don't i don't have a lot of them and and the diaclone stuff and on all that really cool now with us being recording the podcast for so long we've had the opportunity to see the development of two other similar books uh over the years um the first being mark Bolomos and his uh price guide and 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 book for G1, um, and then the other was uh, Ocular Echoes, uh, which uh, which got to the d- production phase, but was uh, squashed with some uh, legal, tr- uh, you know, ramifications or some some legal ease got in the way. Um, did you have any experience with any of these two? Uh, and and what were your thoughts? Well, I've on never those? I've never seen a, a Mark uh, Bellamo's book. Um, but I think, um, from what I understand, that's, uh, like an identification guide. Yes. Right. Whereas this is like a, like a coffee table type of book. Mm-hmm. So they're two very different books. The ocular echo book, man, what a work of art that is. That's that, that, I mean, gorgeous pictures. Uh, what of a, one. Yeah. I mean, Bryce and Sebastian and their whole team are just amazing. People. Just unbelievable. They were, I was heartbroken to see that book, uh, not go through. I'm hoping some way, somehow, it still happens. Uh, they were nice enough to uh, reach out to me and uh, offer me the chance to write the forward to uh, Volume 1. And um, I, I eternally grateful for them to come to me and, and allow me to be a part of, of their project. So I'm very hopeful that that book gets through. I, I was very adamant in telling Bryce that you really got to focus on the photography aspect of it. Like, put that in the title like the photography of G1, you know, cause just because his pictures have such a unique signature. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really hope that that comes out, hopefully official. Uh, but yes. who knows? Who knows when, where, or how? Yeah. I, uh, he's, he's local to me as well. Uh, a little bit more of a drive. He's not in the city. But, um, but I did get the opportunity to see a, a production sample of it. So a little bit better than the quality that he showed off at TFCon last year. And so, so beautiful. The pages were were so nice and and crisp, and the pictures were gorgeous. The it really was a work of art that that book, and it it would be a shame if that never saw the light of day. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it is. They are both of these the two very different books than what you've produced here. Um, yeah, I think there's room for everybody, man. There's if we can have fifty million third party uh, devastators then we we can have three or four books out there. Uh, everyone brings their own uniqueness to it. There There's room for everyone. Go find what works for you. Just like podcasts. Yeah. You know, we're, we all bring our own thing to the table and some people listen to all of them. Yeah. Now, 
if you're looking back through the book, was there a, a, a figure or a, a picture that was the most difficult item to, to get your hands on? Oh, man. You got to remember, like, this was like almost a year ago that this book happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, at the last second, I, I handed the book in. And then a friend who I hadn't spoken to in 10 years, he's like, hey, I heard you're doing a book and you didn't call me. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just, just, you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Like, I've, I've got a uh, battle Gaia and uh, I've, I've got a, you know, all these other uh, beautiful, wonderful, rare things, the Mexican prowl and, uh, you know, the red tracks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to call my publishers. So I, I find that the best work happens about two weeks after something's due. Mm-hmm. That's that's when the best writing happens. That's when all the the forces of the universe combine to to just like bring you stuff. So I'm I'm just very fortunate that I have uh, friends who are uh, as passionate as I am about toys, and they're generous enough to uh, let me uh, borrow pictures or to uh, borrow the items to take pictures. Uh, and then there's some people out there who's got a, who've got a few gems. Are like, no, I don't. You know, it's not for me. I don't want to. I don't want my toy pictured. In a book. I'm like, okay, no, hmm. no worries. You know, that's not something I'm going to hold against you. I totally understand. Hmm. So would that be something that would be in the book but couldn't get? Like, because um, generally you, you, it looks like you've covered all the bases. Uh, well, there, there was uh, one piece that I wanted. It was the, um, the hoist with the trailbreaker head. Okay. Which was, uh, I believe that's the Netherlands exclusive, or a variant, rather. Yeah. That was one piece I was looking for. Um, I have a few friends that, that may have some Generation 1 prototypes. Um, I can understand the sensitivity about them not wanting certain things pictured. Mm. So, even if it's anonymously. Um, but, you know, there's, no matter how much you put into a book, be- because we show, you know, packaging, you know, carded, variants on cards, boxes, no matter how much you put into a book, there's always more. There's always more than you can put into a book. There's never going to be one book that is the definitive end-all, be-all. There's Nobody has a collection that's going to be the end-all, be-all, ultimate collection. Because here we are, 30, 35 years out, and we're still finding things from G1 that we didn't know existed. That's what keeps driving me to collect stuff. There's always going to be a chase. There's always a hunt. Yeah, there's there's stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of a, about two years old now, but it's the unreleased uh, G two Menosaur set that kind of got uh, ended up on eBay a few years ago. Uh, there was one on uh, eBay last week. I think it ended up uh, around nineteen thousand. That's ridiculous. These things were were hidden for thirty years, and now there's one every. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think there was more of those than we knew about. Um, but I mean, there's still there's still a lot of things that are, you know, one offs or extremely rare. Um, whether you collect G1 or you know, you s- there's there's a few universe figures that never came out. That there's only a few hand painted samples of that that I would love to be able to find and, and keep in my in my collection. But as I said, no one's ever going to have a, a definitive collection. Doesn't matter how rich you are. Sometimes if there's only one or two of an item. That's true. You're you're never gonna have everything. That's 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 what fuels my passion for Transformers. I will, and that's what fuels my wife's hatred of Transformers. <laughs> there will never be not something for me to collect. 
even if they stop making them today, there'll still be things for me to collect all, all the way up until I die next year. <laughs> or, or whenever it is that I die. <laughs> so, so with the book out now, what, uh, what's next for you? Well, you know, I got the itch. Uh, I got the itch. So I wrote this book, and I thought, all right, cool. It's my coup de grace. I'll sail off into the sunset and go join Frodo and Bilbo. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, life, life is funny how things kind of come around full circle. Now I've, I've kind of got the bug in me, and uh, I'm working on another book right now. And oh boy. I, I can tell. Oh, yeah, it is the biggest pain in the ass. It is the it is the most annoying thing I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, I'm doing a book on uh, Transformers. Uh, I started. I thought, all right, I'm going to do Transformers 2000 to 2020. And, uh, and about a week later, I'm like, nope, nope, screw that. Uh, so now I'm working on 2000 to 2010, and uh, I spent. Yesterday, I spent a whole day of my life researching Japanese Armada figures. What? Wow. And it's just like, you know, that, that time in my life, 2000, 2010, that's when I was in my full glory. Like, I have a lot of that stuff in my personal collection. Now, it's all packed up because we're, you know, the basement's not done, so I haven't unpacked anything. So I have to go through all the boxes and sort everything and then photograph everything and transform everything and photograph it again. and. But there are so many lucky draws and mini con variants and packaging variants, even on the Hasbro stuff, red Energon, black Energon boxes. There's so much stuff out there. It is such a pain in the ass. I, I'm expecting to be done with this book around 2025. So look for that <laughs> coming soon. Cool. So we're coming into convention season. Um, are you looking to uh, hit up any conventions this year? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to TFCon Chicago. Um, right. I've been to a few TFCons, U.S. and Canada, and uh, I think uh, I'm going to go to TFCon. I didn't go to any conventions last because I, I kind of had lost an interest, and uh, I, I think I was, I think I was put off by Hascon. I think that's what did it for me. I'm like, that's not the type of convention I want to go to, even though it's in my backyard and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I could have driven there. And then driven back in the same day, slept in my own bed. Um, I don't know. I think that that the way it was formatted just kind of threw me off. Like it put me off from wanting to go to shows. So you know, I told my wife I'm I'm going to Chicago. So I'm going. I'll, I'll be there, hawking the book. And um, you know, if if you want to come up and say anything nice to me or disparaging, uh, please come up and introduce yourself or, or or just spit on me. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll be there. Yeah. We'll we'll come up and spit on you. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah, we all have hotel rooms, so we'll see if rest everything else works. Great, out. so I can stay with you guys. Awesome, thank you. That's that's very nice of you. That is, man, you guys just like jumped up to like you're now in my top twenty podcasts. <laughs> if I knew that's all it took, I mean, you don't you don't see those TFYLP people offering. Yeah, no, I you know I love uh, Tiflip. TFYLP and I, I I love being on that show. I'm I'm on like every other week. Yeah. Uh but I I do not want to share a room with any of those guys. No no. No, I'm you know, I'm I'm kind of, you know, getting up there in age. I I know I look like I'm 58, but I'm actually 38 and um I think uh I I think I'm you at the like point in my life. Else is younger than me. 
Yeah, I think I'm at the point in my life where I just I need my own room, you yeah. know. So I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to listen to anyone snore or fart anymore. I just need my own room. Nope, yeah, we we definitely understand. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here, Rick. But we've got uh, the the first time you were on, we went through the rapid fire questions to end the interview. Oh shit, that was you guys. Yeah, you remember <laughs> those? Now, all right, we got. We we don't get to use these very often because we don't have a lot of second uh, time guests on. But uh, we have a set of rapid fire 2.0 questions that we're going to go through, mm. and uh, mm. they're they're just as mm. they're, they're just as good. Maybe not. All right. Is there a is there a time limit on these? Do I? No. May I submit the answers in writing or snail mail? It, I, just, uh, it'll come. We'll get the your answers eventually. No, it's it's they're real. They're real easy. Um, the first, uh, the first few uh, we we stole from uh, that old that show Inside the Actors Studio. So those were those are real easy. Uh, favorite word? Hey. Least favorite word? Sup. Favorite singer or band? Cake. I love Cake. It's my favorite band. Been to a ton of concerts. All right. Favorite curse word? Really? Um, man, I don't I don't curse that often. I, I don't particularly curse that often. Come on. You're I don't, in the car. I don't know if I have a favorite. You're in the I mean, car. Someone cuts you off. What do you yell? Uh, can I put two words together? I mean, if I'm in the car and somebody cuts me off, it doesn't matter what race, gender they are. I yell, fucking cunt. Perfect. <laughs> what sound? I'm trying to explain to my kids that that's not a bad word, but that they still shouldn't say it. So it's, it's, it's an awkward conversation when my wife, you know, <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? <laughs> I love, um, I love the sound of my daughter sleeping next to me when they're on the couch yeah. and they're, they're out and, uh, I'm watching TV and just, just to hear them breathe. It's, it's the most perfect thing in the world. That's sweet. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, Hmm. My wife's. Oh, uh, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is definitely easy. Um, listening to anyone from TFYLP snore in the bed next to me. Oh, there you go. Uh, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Well, my instincts say cowboy astronaut, <laughs> but uh, I would very much like to uh, teach uh, young children martial arts. Okay. Like when I say young, I mean like two, three weeks old. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, somewhere between like the four to like seven range. Right on. I'm playing at, yeah. What was your first job? First job? Um, it was working at Play With This. All right. In the Pensacon Mart in Pensacon, New Jersey. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Um, hmm. What would I not like to do? School janitor. All right. What's your work- workplace like? Uh, okay. Since I do most of my writing in the basement, um, behind me, I, uh, have a 28 and a half foot long glass display case. That's five feet tall and a foot deep inside of it is all my boxed G1 stuff. So that's behind me in front of me. It's just a disaster. It's just drywall and pallets and paint cans. Oh man. Uh, what do you listen? Because see, because the, the display cases came, it's like I had no place to put them, so I I just had to install them. You had to build them. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, screw it. I'll just put, I'll just unpack my G1 stuff and put it in there. What do you listen to, if anything, while you work? 
silence. Silence is key. When I am in my basement, in my vault, there is no TV, there is no radio, there is no music. It is uh-huh. quiet. It is quiet. But uh, if I had to pick a movie that was playing in the background while I did work, it would either be Aliens or Tito. All right. Is there anything you constantly get asks get asked uh, to do because you're good at it? Um, no, I am not good at anything. <laughs> I am constantly not even open jars or anything like that. Oh no, no, no! My wife uh, <laughs> in our old house, that that woman, she uh, she rented a jackhammer, tore up the driveway, and repaved it herself. There is wow. nothing I could Holy ever shit. do to best my <laughs> wife at anything. Let me tell you, you, you know what? We have a lot of, we have a reason to fear Asian people. All right. They, uh, they are better than us. Yes. All right. I, I can agree with you on that. My, my <laughs> wife can spell words she doesn't even know exist yet. She, she is just intellectual. She's like a doctor or something. I don't, I don't, I don't get involved, man. I don't, I, I try not to like pay attention. Uh, she's all like smart and stuff. And I'm like, I have a beard. You know, so I don't. <laughs> I can, my wife's like, I'm gonna cure cancer. I'm like, I I mess with computers. Yeah, my wife's like, oh, I'm published. I'm like, I'm published too. But she's like, yeah, but I'm I'm published as a doctor. I'm like, <laughs> I take pic. My books have pictures in them. <laughs> we all have our audience. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice you ever received? Man, um. I don't know if anyone's ever given me advice other than just say stop, but <laughs> stop, stop what you're doing. When someone stop, it means stop. Don't, don't, you know, misinterpret those words though. Uh, but if I had to give advice to someone, uh, take chances, do, you know, even if it doesn't work, go, you want to do something, you want to run a Kickstarter, go do it. It doesn't work. Screw it. Wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be then go do something else. Do what you want to do. What's you want to marry? You want to marry that horse? You marry that horse, <laughs> but you love that horse. God damn it! Marry the shit out of that horse. <laughs> you man. love that horse. You, you stay faithful to that horse. That horse fucking loves you too. <laughs> <laughs> what was the What was the last good book you read? Um, Tina Fey, uh, Bossy Pants. Oh, it was a great book. I read that too recently. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, I loved it so much. I went and got the audio book. Yes, that's how I read it on audiobook. Yeah. It's funny. She's hilarious. I love her. I love Tina Fey. Yeah. She's gorgeous, too. Are you reading anything currently? Um, I am in the last chapters of uh, Dynasty of Evil, which is a um, Star Wars book about Darth Bane. Oh. And then uh, the next book I have lined up is uh, the second autobiography from Bruce Campbell. Cool. His his first autobiography was, was great. Taught me a lot about filmmaking, which which I used. Um, if I ever became a filmmaker, which I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't use any of the advice, but there was good advice in there. Do you believe in ghosts? Beware, beware. They are always watching us. Do you believe? Was in that ghosts? a question? Like you just yes. say ghosts? Like, yeah, yeah. Do you ghosts? Do ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? As in, as in undead spirits? <sighs> I, I'm kind of one of those guys that, you know, if you can't prove it with the scientific method, you know, does it really exist? But at the same time, there's some freaky videos out there. I've never seen anything that makes me believe in ghosts. I, I can tell you right now, this house is not haunted, the house that I live in. Um, but, you know, I'm open to, to you know, maybe 
you know, I don't know. All right. Do you believe in aliens? Man, what what an odd what an odd transition that was. <laughs> we have no real format here. And Daryl doesn't seem to know the definition of rapid either. I'm trying. What was was that it or did that was oh, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> should should I go <laughs> now? We, like, what what we, do we I? Do the answer to the aliens yeah. question. Do you believe? Oh, in you at, Oh, you. I didn't hear that one. Oh. No. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, do I believe in aliens? Yes. Uh, look. Um, there are tr- what 1.5 trillion galaxies. Each galaxy has hundreds of billions of stars. Yes. There's there has to be other life in the universe. There is probably other life in our solar system, either on Io or Europa. Uh, maybe even there was life on Mars at one point. There has to be other life. Whether it's intelligent life that can come visit us, I don't know. But yes, there there has to be other life out there in the, in the universe, in a galaxy far, far away. Cool. Another perfect trans- transition here. When you drive on the highway, do you mostly pass people or are you... A person who gets past. I, I drive like a banshee on acid. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I, I am. It is a rare occasion when I have to bust out a fucking cunt at someone for cutting me off because I am, I am driving like like there is no god. There are a lot of people yelling fucking cunt at you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Or or go back to your own country. Whatever. I don't. I can't hear them <laughs> because I can't. I can't see them. Because they're in my rearview mirror, and I just uh, I'm driving too fast. In high school, what was your favorite subject? Uh, girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my answer. Girls. Well done. Um, if you Fe- female studies. <laughs> if you want to pump yourself up, do you have a go-to song? Um, you're the best around and no one's ever gonna take you down <laughs> that's that song when we started doing the hall of fame videos i knew that was going to be the song for bumblebee i just knew <laughs> i just knew that was going to be the song oh there's all there's also the final countdown by europe which oh, is pretty yeah. good yeah that's a good one yeah and and major tom coming home that's that's another yeah yeah do you have a guilty pleasure tv show define guilty pleasure something that you typically wouldn't tell people that you watch but you watch and you love it like are you a big fan of the keeping up with the kardashians or some oh no hell no but i tell you uh i love sex in the city oh there you go i i not so much the movies but i i god damn that show god damn samantha i just (laughs) i i i told you i don't i don't curse very often but i fucking want her samantha god damn it man there is just something about an older woman Take your word for it. <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Aliens. Cameron. Good one. Do you play any music instruments? Not yet. Not yet. Right. I am uh, going to start taking violin lessons soon. Ooh, classy. Right. Uh, what was the first CD you ever bought? Michael Jackson Thriller, Bad, and uh Black and white all at the wow. same time. That, that's some that's some good music right off the top. In the in the old giant long CD boxes, like back in the back a million years ago, like CD yeah. boxes used to be the really long car- and cardboard big. boxes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then I didn't understand how CDs work, so after I was done listening to it, I flipped it over and put it back in my because <laughs> <laughs> nobody told me. <laughs> I'm like, 
well, I, I thought it was like a record. Ones, the first ones were shiny on both sides. Yeah. yeah, nobody told me. So I just flipped it over and tried planning it again. Yeah. That's great. And out and last question. Outside of Transformers, do you collect anything else? Oh man, is that a loaded question? Um <clears throat> Uh, I have almost a complete vintage He-Man collection. I'm missing four figures from uh, Italy. I have almost a complete vintage G.I. Joe collection, O-rings. Uh, I collect uh, 12-inch Joes from the 60s and 70s, Sectars, Thundercats, uh, Aliens, Predator, Godzilla, uh, Wheeled Warriors, Silverhawks, uh, Tiger Sharks, Lego. Love Lego. Uh, some Star Wars. Uh, I mostly just stick to the vehicles. Um, and I'm sure there's a few others that I'm forgetting in somewhere. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we moved into this house, um, we had four 42-foot-long trucks and nine guys uh, oh from God. the moving company to help us. Two and a half trucks were my collection. Half a truck were my display cases. And the other truck was like our house stuff. That's insane. Yeah. So all our, we have a uh, garage and uh, it's got 25 foot tall ceilings and it is packed almost to the brim with the collection while the basement is under construction. Wow. It is, it is. That's impressive. That was made from 2000 to 2010. Makes me not want to do it. Well, that, uh, that takes us to the end of the uh, interview. Rick, uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, the Do you want to tell us where people could find you online? If uh, No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. No, he lives please. in the woods for a reason. <clears throat> I live in the woods for a reason. You know why? Because somebody had the balls to send letters to my house, like pictures of my house. What? Like, there were some seriously screwed up things that people did, and uh, th- there were just like some terrible like things. So we live out in the woods now, but um, uh, you can find uh, my Facebook page at um, Rick's Vault, R I K S Vault. Uh, it's documenting the um, assembly of my collection. Uh, you know, I update pictures of hey, I built some stalactites today, or hey, we installed a wall in the basement uh, and then you know amazon um barnes and nobles uh borders <laughs> you can find one uh they all carry the book that's awesome and you can be heard on the tfylp podcast you said every other week it's it's pronounced tiff flip tiff flip yes I, I i had a lot of fun related awesome. uh chatting um well we're happy we'll get you back on uh well you can come on whenever you want really but yeah and we'll look forward now, to this. I don't. I don't have to do the Patreon thing to be well, on, right? Because I don't. I don't have any money. Well, uh, well, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you have forty. Uh, you have a whole basement that's an arc that's uh, that tells me different. But uh, crazy. he already said we're, that was his wife's. <clears throat> oh, that's right. That's right. We're building a lava trail out of um, like uh, that uh, polymer that you use to cover like garage floors. Uh, we're building like a lava trail down the middle and then we're going to do a uh, rock on the side. Um, so it is, it is going to, it's going to be crazy. And then for parts of the ceiling where there's no rock facade, we're doing a, a dropped uh, black tile and then we're putting led lights in it. So it looks like a star field. Cool. And I'm going to hang all my star Wars vehicles 
from their giant epic battle. That's cool. Mixed media. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that'll be really cool to see pictures of when you're done. Yeah, when I'm done. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> 2025. Yeah. It's a, it's a make work yeah, project. I'm, I'm about to drop 10K on the ceiling. It's oh killing me. God. I got a quote the so other day. <laughs> you know what? Buy this book because I got a quote the other day for floors and it was $16,000. And I said, no. <laughs> no. I'll, no. Yes, go buy the book because he, he needs to buy more toys. <laughs> and has to have a place to put the toys. Yes, I have the house. I just, <laughs> my wife is just very nervous that it's not enough house. We look forward to seeing what you're doing with the new book. And uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Anytime, man. Um, this is, this is honestly, this is the first interview I've done. Where it's great. Well, well, that makes us happy. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending the time with us. And uh, yeah, I, I did want to I did want to say uh, I got your old book, so hopefully I'll. I'll yeah. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. So I'm I'm hoping to, to get out to time and meet you, so I can get that one signed. And also get- awesome. Well, I will be there. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Okay. Yeah. Have right, a great thanks. night. Thanks, Rick. Take care. Thanks for listening to Transmissions. Remember, you can help support the show by donating to us directly via Patreon or PayPal. Once you become a donor, you will receive access to donor-only goodies, like donor-only contests, listening to us record Transmissions live, and getting Transmissions swag at 20% off. You can find links for this at transmissionspodcast.com support. Subscribing to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play is also a great way to support us here at Transmissions. Every subscription we get helps us get better noticed on those services. Leaving us a comment and five-star review doesn't hurt either. Be sure to come chat with us on Discord. You will find a link for Discord at transmissionspodcast.com Discord. And of course, you can always send us an email at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next week.